What's up and welcome back. This is the Get Out of Your Own Way show. I got the very extraordinary Marty Noki on the line with us today. And we're going to talk a little bit about power versus force. If you're a hard-charging entrepreneur, maybe it's your side hustle for now. But if you're, if you're hard-charging, this conversation is one that will change your interface with the world, with your clients, with your team, with yourself. So pay attention. We're going to make this a valuable use of your time with some some concrete action steps. And in particular, we're going to reference one of our earlier shows where this became obvious in conversation. So we're going to reflect back on it. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. He and I had a great conversation and we're going to run from that point as if you just listened to that and connect some dots for you when it comes to power versus force. Marty, what's up? How are you doing today? Happy Tuesday. Oh, happy Tuesday. Happy New Year. It's the first time I've been on with you. First time recording this year. That's right. That's right. It's good to have you here. I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. You just got to listen to Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. Like Anthony and I had a, a really cool conversation, but his his shares i know are activating for you what 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 stood out to you from listening to that episode the most i mean first of all i just think he's a, a very genuine guy to begin with and and that comes off in that interview but the it for me what i took away was it, it's obvious that this guy has been through what i would describe as hell and back like he's gone to the depths of himself um, to be able to get to what? a place where where he's so sure of where he's going, and yet not in a in a egotistical way, but in a very humble way, like that this is it. I have I have found the space within myself, and, and in, in his language, kind of plant the flag there, and, and knows where he's going. Um, that, that that was probably my biggest overarching takeaway. Is that but. There's there's such a, a gentleness to him, and yet such a, a, a fierce direction as to where he wants to go in life. I, I love the idea of gentle, which to me comes from a place of power, right? Mm-hmm. To to ha- we we think that having power means that you have to wield it, and I think on the on the inside. Power is actually very gentle. Power doesn't require a whole lot, which is going to be the, the theme of our, our conversation today. But I, I also really respect the, the call out that in order to be gentle, you have had to experience a violence, a turbulence, a lot, a damage, a, a walking through hell. I think that's really meaningful. Yeah, and then think about all, all that he has gone through, through divorce and a child being born in the midst of all of that. I mean, he, he's been there. He's been there. Yeah, even the story of of his dad, the story of his injuries, like these are these are real things. And to pursue as much as he's pursued, I, I really appreciate that conversation because it it stood as a reminder of one, what it takes if you want to pursue something big, but also that no matter how it looks on the outside, we're still human. We still hurt. We still fall. We still stumble. We still crack. We still make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, and and not to 
as we often talk about, not become a victim of all of that. Uh, There's going to be that element just in the process of dealing with pain and suffering that you're going to feel like a victim at some point. It's just the reality of it. But then being able to transform that into something uh, as beautiful as he is in his own business, in his own world, is, is really the... That's the fullness of the story. Like you can't stop on on the suffering and pain piece or become the victim. You eventually have to rise from that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool that we met here in Phoenix because I think he's had his own become ashes and rise from it experience, yeah. if not experiences. Yeah. the The major theme of that dialogue was taking a stand. Mm-hmm. Stood out to you in that conversation. Um, I, I wrote very few things down when I when I was listening to that interview, but that that was the one thing that I that I did write down um, because I, I think we even in our own business we try to find what's the call to action, what's the call to action, what's the call to action, um, which anyone in 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 this world of dealing with social media know that's a part of of what you're you're putting out there. But what struck me most was that that it was in taking the stand that the call to action happens. There's no, well, go do this. He's simply pointing the way, and the action automatically comes because he is taking the stand. And I, and I think some of it is we, we live in a time where people don't want to take a stand, and here's this guy that, that's willing to step up. And it, it resonates so deeply with people that, that you have no other choice but to, to act in some way. Because it's speaking, it's resonating on a very deep level. I really love the idea that taking a stand doesn't require a call to action. It, it is in its it own is way, the right? it is the call to action. Yep. But it's not done in the way that we would typically format a call to action, right? If you look at yeah. the way we think about oh call God. to action or the way that I have been taught to think about call to yeah. action, it's like make the action. It's very logical. It's very it's logical, right. yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's sequential, right? So I, I put something in yes. your lap. I, I say like, Hey, this is your chance. You're going to miss your opportunity. You're You got six hours to close this deal. What, whatever it is, there's some kind of like pressure that comes with this. I'm, I'm pushing something towards you so that you have to react to it. Correct. And in the way you describe his take a stand and the idea of taking a stand, that's an unnecessary pressure. Yeah, and he does reference it in there because he's a man of faith as well. He speaks about persecution, that, that he understands that, that that's a piece of, of taking a stand. That, uh, and, and we know from our own work that there's such a fear of being exiled from your own community. Um, but in the process, he, a, a new community is being formed in him taking a stand. But that, that persecution piece is very much a part of it. And our which would be the fear that that's often the fear that we have fear that we're going to be exiled in some ways. And, and, and I look at it as more, it, it, it's clearing the field. It's clearing the weeds of people that, that probably shouldn't be there in the first place and creating a new space for a, for a more authentic community to rise up in the midst of it. It's such a good connection to, to the topic of power versus force. You know, I, I hear in the way you describe that, that there's this, there's an energy to a call to action. There's also an energy to avoiding persecution, to use that word, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like mm-hmm. if I say it correctly, if I if I'm going to put this on you, 
you can't battle back. You can't voice your contradictions. You can't counter or you can't respond because it's in your lap now. And it's one-sided in some ways, the way that we present some call to actions. Mm -hmm. It isn't a conversation. It is simply a statement uh, of what someone can or should do in a way. It, that to me says force, all force. And given my history of, of entrepreneurship, being mostly forceful, I, I really want to spend some time kind of digging into that. Is there, when you think of, of call to actions, does that stand for you as power? Does it stand as force? Like, how do you think about just a traditional call to action, like a call to arms that we might normally say to someone? Um, yes, <laughs> it's, it's my best answer. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I, I think we have become so accustomed to that taking a stand as a means of force. Like I either agree with me or you're, you're totally cast out. And, and I think that that's the world that we live in in many ways. It, there, there's no sense of power in that. As a matter of fact, there's more powerlessness than there is power in that. It, we, we believe that somehow I'm going to change someone's mind by force. It just doesn't happen. It, 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 we're not wired that way. Or automatically, we're, we're going to react against it. Even if you don't agree, you're probably going to react against it because you don't want someone telling you that you should believe something. Um, it, I, I think the difference in listening to Anthony is you, you recognize that it's coming from a different place. It's not just this heady... Um, thing against pharmaceuticals and, and big big uh, big farm industry and stuff like that. It's coming from a, a much deeper place and a deeper belief within him that it you might react it, and I'm sure people have reacted against it. But from his position, it's definitely coming from more from that that place of power than it is force. I mean I I'll use the, the, the best example I have, and I, I mean you know the story of me when I was a preacher and and stood up at, at one point about um, when gay marriage was on the on the ballot in Maryland, and like taking a stand on that, not even like yes or no, but it's like all right, let's change the context, which I think is what what Anthony does as well. Let's change the context of how we're looking at the issue, and look at it from the larger perspective of where we fit in as as people as a humanity. When you when you do it that way, I, I'm not forcing someone to believe what I believe. But my experience in doing that was if we expand the context, change the way that we, that we that we view the issue, in my experience, I lost people along the way, but that community doubled in size when I did that. And I, it, it's easy to say, oh, well, I don't know if they're connected. They're connected because the people recognize there's something different in that moment of, you're not forcing me to believe something, but I also know it's coming from a different place. Yeah, you almost called to the community to see and yes. recontextualize what was happening. Yes. Yeah. Which is what Anthony did. And if if you haven't watched Anthony's video, I would highly recommend follow him on his his social platforms and watch his his essentially take a stand video. Uh, because because he does the same, right? Here's a context to consider. Here's where I'm going. And you're welcome to join. And that's a very different invitation than a traditional call to action that we live by. Let's um let's break down power versus force because I think it will will help someone that's listening that might be like, 
what are you guys talking about and, and what's it mean? Here's, here's the way I define it. No, no one would ever say that to us. <laughs> Never, ever. <laughs> uh, when I think of force, what we're talking about is, is how an individual creates uh, the environment around them. Force pushes. I have been a very forceful entrepreneur in that like, I'm out reaching to prospects. I'm trying to get a grant approved. So I'm, I'm like sending in applications and trying to argue my way into a, a, a yes. Force tries to get as many meetings as possible. Force pushes the envelope of, of your capacity to try to do more in a day. Force pushes hard. Force tries to convince a client. Force tries to narrate every element of the story. Force pushes really, really hard. And there, there's an energy that's in there. For, force burns you out is what it does. It does. It does. It's very exhausting. So if, if you're experiencing fatigue and, and I'd go another layer up and say burnout, there's probably a forcefulness that you have. I, I, I have to get to this result and I'm going to push my way through it. Force in leadership is very common. Force in leadership is this is what you need to do. This is what you need to create. This is what your deadline is. This is what I expect of you in this particular business, in this enterprise, in this startup, whatever it is. That forcefulness always has a consequence. Power, on the other hand, if force pushes and moves, power stands still. Power is the invitation. It's the slowness that creates the efficiency. It's the, the standing for something that you believe in and also inviting individuals to raise their standard as you exemplify the standard. Power is a... Hey, Aaron, Aaron, could I like maybe tweak that a bit? See where you, the thought just came to mind. Where if, if force is pushing, I wonder if in some ways power attracts. For sure. Yeah, that, that was my next word was power ultimately pulls and magnetizes oh, yeah. what you're doing and invites individuals to be a part of it. And I, I love the word attracts. It it creates, let's let's think about what the word attracts mean. It, if we use it in like a, a, a dating sense in a sphere of like romantic, we find someone attractive, right? So we we move towards them. And power is a very attractive place. Now Sometimes when, when we look at like the way media covers power, it's often force, right? Someone has quote unquote power and they are very abused. So yeah. So we think of like the tyrants or we think of the, the leader that like gets the job done and tells their employees like work 10 times harder. Like we think of that. That's very different than like real power is very calm. It's very still. It is a signal in itself without having to, to boast or brag. It's just still. And I think the, the, there have been, uh, in, in particular, there have been men that I've really looked up to that represented force when I was a, a really young entrepreneur. Right? They, they go get it. They're go-getters. And no matter what happens, they'll figure out a way to get the results. And then there were people that I looked up to, again, men in particular, where I said, they make it look easy. They attract amazing people to their environment. 
And most importantly, they do it in a way that is so authentic that I want to be like them, around them, and mirror what they're doing. And they have not said anything to me about how I'm supposed to be. Just totally different dynamics. I'm, I'm curious to know like, if you would add anything to those definitions, if you would expand on them. Um, in listening to you, that, that sense of force reminds me of a, a more... You're, you're coming from a place of lack. You're coming from a, from a place of scarcity. Nice. Um, and so it has a very different um, energy to it. I, I mean, we, I'm, I'm thinking of the retreat we just hosted this weekend as well, talking about archetypes. Like that, that, that force piece is often our, our shadow side. It's that it's the the backside of the the king and queen, as we have in our logo. Um, that that often has become the norm for power. Has become the norm, and. Uh, the, so that's what I thought of as I was listening to you speak. That it, there's the shadow side of it, and that we often are, are familiar with that much more than we are with, with as you're saying, this place of, of calm, peace. Uh, the, the way I've always described it was: Can you be the person who stands at the center of the hurricane? The eye of the hurricane is it, the sun's out. It's calm. It's peaceful. All the chaos is around it. The, the person who leads from that that place doesn't get caught up in the storm but is is the, the 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 grounding of the of of the chaos so good man so good i love the the comment about scarcity and, and lack i think that is a big part of force I, I can remember being really forceful about all of my objectives early on in business it was it was like there was a voice telling me that I, ha- I had to go it was like dude you, you got to make this happen you got to figure this out if if you don't get there Right, that that was the language. If you don't get there, and then there was crazy consequences that I would make up about my worthiness or whether I was a good entrepreneur. But that that style, if you're stuck in that style, if you're if you're tuned in and and resonate with this, force feels tiring. Mm-hmm. It just it, it just has an air to it that makes you exhausted. Like every day felt like a fight. Force feels like a fight. So are you are you fighting? for what you believe in? That's one question. Then I think on the other side, if if scarcity and lack are force, then it would be abundance and love that are the grounding elements of, of power. And when when I think about what power and I, and really I, represents... I, ironic, ironically, that's what people push. They prefer force a lot of times because it's all they know. So, well, you kind of, I do think that there's a journey that you go on where you have to ex- have sure. experienced and learn to, to be forceful, to be powerful. That might be sure. a part of today's conversation. But, you know, to, to like live on the other side, people are just like, dude, I want to be in your orbit. Can I pay to be in your orbit? I want to I be a part of your business. I want to be a part of your movement. I want to be a part of what's going on it, because there's an attractiveness and it, it doesn't come from if I don't do this. Then I'm a bad entrepreneur. It comes from I have chosen to do this, and I'm doing it regardless of what anyone says. I'm not afraid of that persecution. This is just my path, and there's a knowing in that that I think is incredibly attractive when it comes to power. And and you're you're right though. It does often it it often comes through the path of force before I could get to that place of power. I, and I I'd probably describe it in a different way where I, where I, I'm. You're almost, myself included, forcing yourself to be someone other than you actually are 
And that's that's what creates the constant rub within you and, and the eventual breakdown and burnout. Yeah. Because it's not sustainable. No. No, the burnout is real. I, I remember so fondly, and I say that with a lot of sarcasm, the cycles that I was in where where I was I was so forceful that I'd like collapse. And I'd collapse mentally, collapse emotionally, collapse financially. Like it was just this loop of I'm pushing so hard against all of the indicators around me. And yeah, you know that the moment I, I kind of remember early on from when we were working, when you had COVID and pneumonia at the same time was a good example of like you just you hit the wall and you eventually can't go anymore. Eventually your your body, your health will just will knock you down. Yeah. So if you're the person getting sick, you're probably like like I was, where it was just straight up force. But I think that like while all that's happening, you have to go through that to really understand power. I really believe that. And and this is where I get frustrated sometimes when when we interview people who have become incredibly successful and they're 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 really far from the journey that they went on, the like crucible of their journey. And they can't speak to this. So they they just oversimplify like, well, just just be in your power. And and I understand that it's easy to speak to, but it's actually really difficult if you're tuned in to just say, well, I'm done being mm-hmm. forceful. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be powerful. You have to learn and kind of migrate across that, just like you learn to be forceful. Because it's as an as a new entrepreneur, my opinion, you have to start forceful. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good observation too. Because it one, I question whether that person has gone through that that process in a in a deeper way. But just telling someone will be in your power often it ends up becoming shame for people. Well, why can't I get there? Why can't I be that person? I, yeah. I don't always find that, that language helpful. No, it's... It, tell, me, it, it, tell me how you got there. That's don't right. Don't tell me, just do it. Well, here, here's what I would say has been my prescription for that. The force will have to burn you out at least once, if not multiple times, before it starts to... To create a question. And if you are in the place where you're starting to get fatigued from your force, the question has probably started to seed somewhere in your experience. And that question is, there has to be a better way. What does that look like? <laughs> There's got to be something more for me. There's got to be, man. Like 14, 15 hour days, getting rejected all the time. Not having a clear team behind you that really believes in what you're doing. There, oh, there has but got just, to be a better just way. Just be strong. Be strong. Yeah. Yeah. No. Screw that. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and man, like you gotta almost experience the the burn of like, okay, I don't know another way. I don't know another way. I'm just gonna keep being forceful and forceful and forceful, and then snap. It it all breaks. And by all, I don't mean like your whole life has to burn down. Uh, but, I, but but possibly. I was just going to say <laughs> that's what I had to experience to get there. But Me I don't too. think everyone has to. But there does have to be a break, right? There has to be a breaking point to be like, okay, for stubborn people that are entrepreneurs, and for forceful people, the only thing that will create a new pattern is a break. The pattern has to break. Whether the pattern break is like the business collapsed, or the pattern break is like I woke up on a Saturday and I realized I don't want to do this anymore. 
it, it doesn't matter. There's got to be a break. Something has to create. Or, or a relationship ends or something can't That's be right. figured out. Or there's, there's lots of ways that happens. That's right. So many different breaks. But if you try to avoid the break, you are being forceful. And I, I want to like really emphasize this. If you know that you're on a path that does not ultimately work for you, if you're tired all the fucking time and you're like, I cannot possibly sustain this and I don't like this and I'm not happy and I'm not showing up my best and you decide that you don't want to change or it's not bad enough, you are 1,000% in force. That, that's what force is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need to change this. Just go harder. You're in force. Yeah, what do you think about that? I, I'm still thinking of the, the hurricane image because I, I think um, it, when you watch the, the the images of the storms rolling in and pe- the like the buildings just kind of tear apart, mm. the 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 force piece is trying to hold all of that together. Even what's it going to take before it finally just explodes? Whereas in in that that image of a storm, and and it is literally a storm that we go through in our own way. Just let let it fly because whatever flies probably wasn't meant to be there in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I think about somebody like outside trying to hold their roof panels down. Yes. In a hurricane, you know what I mean? It's like Yeah. Dude, just wait till the storm is done. Yes. <laughs> like, go find shelter, come back to your house. Nothing you do right now is going to stop that shingle from ripping off there. Just let it go. And 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 what's more important, like holding on to that shingle or your own or you, you as a person. What's more important? Yeah. Which is a very interesting connecting thread, right? That if if the storm is coming and your life, your business, whatever feels like it's falling apart, the force in you is going to want to try and hold on to the shingle, the little shit that doesn't really yeah. actually matter. Yeah. And the thing that we're trying to hold on to, and really, I think this is the the center point of where power comes from, is you have to save you. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. You have to save what you stand for. You have yeah, to save good, your good values. Good luck explaining that one. I, I think I can. You have to. You have to protect and defend and save your values. You have to save who you truly are. You have to save what you believe in and let go. Like the shingles are like the, the things that we tell ourselves we have to be and the things that we tell ourselves that we have to have accomplished. Like, dude, I was hell bent on like Forbes list. That does not matter to me at all now. If it happens, it's a result of something. It's not the reason I pursue what we're building here. And if I really look at my values, I don't value that. The world values that, not me. And so saving the person, the, the version of me that, that cares about the, the change that we see people make and supporting people and making an impact through the lens of our work, ultimately, that's what we're trying to save. Like The storm will take away all the fluff. Sure. The only thing strong enough to withstand a, a major hurricane, if it's, if it's really whipping through there, is going to be who you truly are. And if you try to maintain all the exterior shingles and the fun decorative things of your house, you're going to get really damaged. And then it becomes dangerous. Think about those images. The only thing that ever remains is the foundation. It's the foundation that remains. Everything else is gone. If there's no foundation, forget it. So this makes me think, though, that what we're really sharing here is that power 
is ultimately two things. One, a true understanding of your foundation, who you are, what you believe in, what you will stand for, and a willingness and almost a patience to endure the storms differently without like a, oh my God, this is going to tear the house down. Like, yeah, it probably will. But the foundation will not change. And I will not change for this storm. Mm-hmm. To, to me, I, I think that my, my, my force really came from, I will avoid the storm. I will avoid right. losing everything. I'll avoid um, like contradiction. I'll avoid anyone being able to, to tell me I'm doing it wrong. I'm, I'm just going to work so hard that you cannot argue what I'm saying or doing yeah. or who I'm being. Yeah. And power is like, dude, you can rip it down all you want. You will not move this stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you try to rebuild without the foundation, you're going to find yourself in the same situation. Mm. Don't build your house on stilts. That's it's right. not going to stand. That's right. Yeah, there's probably a lot of beach it, owners that are worried about that. Yeah, exactly. Do you think a, a good question is, um, like, well, what am I pursuing? Like, look at what it is you're pursuing or what the goal is. Like, if, if the goal is simply a financial thing, there's, there's a good chance you're, you're going to run into force, I, I would say. Um, but, but is that like a good lens to recognize where's force, where's power? I think it's a good start. Yeah. The, the thing that comes to mind immediately, there's a, a, an author, uh, he's an entrepreneur. He was a mentor of mine for a long time, an investor. His name is Joe McClinsky. And he's, he's published a couple books. Uh, in one of his books, he, and in one of the programs that I was in with him, he asked us to define our why, like why we do what we do and go 25 deep. First five, piece of cake. Next five, easy. Next five, Eh, like the fourth set of five, hard. The last set of five, excruciating. And and I I remember answering those questions. And when I got to the last five, I had to really look in the mirror about what I was doing. Because the first bit was like, well, we're building this business to teach kids about money. And you know, I want to coach athletics and I really like what sports stand for. And like the last five were like, I want to be a hero. I want to be looked at as someone successful. I want people to respect me. I want people to, to say that I've made a difference and to feel like the ego boost of I'm doing this for me. And it's not to say that that's inherently wrong. It's just to say, you got to know that that's there. Right. Otherwise, Correct. you'll have a foundation. It's all based on skills. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I would say that's a great place to start. Is like write your why's out. If I don't think there's anything wrong. I think we shame this all the time. There's nothing wrong with being like I want to be successful. I want to be financially abundant. I want to be wealthy. Whatever your word is, I want to be rich. I, I don't. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want, that's what you want. Claim what you want, but don't pretend like that's not what you yeah. want. Correct. Because then yeah. it's inauthentic. Yeah. And, and people could sniff it out quickly. Oh boy! Yes, you can. Uh, the the other question that that comes to mind for for how you can begin to transition again, I, I do think you need to get to that place where you're like, okay, something has to change. Is to look at what help do I need, and that question is hard to answer if you are in force, because force will very seldom accept or invite or attract or even go to help. 
because you don't need it. You're too strong. You're too tough. You're too whatever it is, right? Whatever your word is. And, and power is like, I cannot move this alone. Who can I invite to this table that would really help me become a better leader, that would encourage me, that would support me, that would would uh, bring the best out of me? Like that, that to me is power is, is that it is not a one-man army. Force is a one-man army kind of equation or a one-woman army, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, I'm going to tear down this wall no matter what you want. The, the power is like, it's a group model. It's not a single solo mission. Yeah, and, and not a, um, it, it's not a win-win situation. I win, you lose it mm. is ultimately what force, force creates. Yeah. Um, I, I think what comes to mind as I'm listening to you speak about the, in, in terms of asking for help, Get, getting to the point where you could ask for help is, is huge in and of itself for many of us. And I think to myself, if there's like a, a thin veil between power and force, there, there almost has to be a, a break in that veil and you, you begin to see that there has to be something more. Until you recognize that there could be something more, it is very hard to admit that you need help because mm-hmm. you're still going to think that the answer is force, 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 force. And we even use that kind of like, like I, I'm forcing myself to get out of bed and I'm forcing myself. You're, you're, it, it's written on the wall at that point that there's a problem. Yeah. But until the, there is kind of that split in the veil, it, it's very hard to ask for help. Does a person need to experience power from someone else before that mm-hmm. veil gets pierced? That's a very philosophical question. To me, it's a very um, practical question. Like, I, I think that it's t- it's tangibility. Like, if someone's listening, they're like, "Dude, how do I pierce this veil, man?" That's that seems like very meta. But yeah, you know, to get practical, like, how do they start seeing a different route? I, I mean, I obviously I can only speak from my own experience. I, I think it was. I made a, a concerted effort. I, I made an intentional choice that I'm going to take care of myself from this point forward. I'm going to start taking care of my health. I'm going to start taking care of my mental health. I'm going to draw boundaries. And the more I did that, that 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 um, self that I have forced together for myself that I'm trying to hold together gradually began to break down. And for me, that that's how I think that began to reveal itself. I had I had broken it down enough by making those those choices that I've began to recognize. Oh my gosh, there's there's something seriously wrong in the way I've been living, and what do I need to do in order to to get the help I need to to move forward? Yeah, yeah. But I think it can also come from another. I I do believe that. Well, I, I guess my point is only that from a practical perspective, right? Again, if someone is listening, they're like, "How do I pierce the veil?" My my story was I didn't even know there was another possibility until <laughs> right. someone else showed me. I didn't even know there was a veil. <laughs> right. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> right. Which is right. I mean, that's the point of this podcast in a lot of ways is to show you what you don't know. Uh I I, I remember back to some examples of people. I was like, man, like like not just success. It, success is not an indicator of are you powerful, or are you forceful. I know plenty of people. Are not at all. Movements. Absolutely. It was, it was more like this person has a clarity to them and an authenticity to them 
That's a good word. That is no way, there, there's no way to dismantle it because it has no context to anybody else. Like, no yeah. matter what you say, it's like, you could tell me that my cause is fruitless or that, you know, it, it is going to be ineffective, but it's still my cause. So thank you. That was, that was, that was, that was Anthony. That's right. In an interview. Yeah. So maybe having an example of just being in the space with someone to see this is what it's look like. This is what it looks like to, to have and hold and wield power. There's no longer a need for someone else to validate what you're doing and what you're pursuing. It's clear that it's your path and it's owned by you. It is not owned in this community space other than to say we can all be a part of it. But it's it's like this this is mine and I hold it and you're invited to this. It, it, to me, it's, it's almost like if, if I sit in a, I, I set up a ring of chairs and in the middle is a fire pit. I like this big ass fire. It's like raging, right? But I'm alone, just me. And by sitting there, I'm just in the moment, I'm just enjoying the fire. Maybe I'm taking some notes. I love sitting by a fire, taking some notes, reflecting. It's like the best part of camping. And someone comes over. Well, now there's two people there. So now a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and a seventh and an eighth. All of a sudden, the fire becomes this like centralizing place. The difference between force and power in that moment is why did we make the fire and why did we set the chairs up? Because if everyone leaves, am I going to be sad? Or am I like, man, I'd love fire just as much whether there's 15 people here or I'm by myself. And if we're sitting there and boom, everything's gone, can I still enjoy that fire just the same if I'm all alone or if everyone is there with me? And, and to me, that's, that's what power is about. Hey, I built the fire to enjoy, but I will share it with you. Please come join me. I'd I love to have you here. I love your help. But don't for a minute think that you leaving is going to burn that fire out. Yeah. Um, the, the other the other perspective I would give based on what, An- what Anthony was talking about, if you listen to that interview, and even if you don't agree with him, you you almost have to respect him because you you recognize it's coming from a different place. And I and I, I the one thing I taught myself over the years was to before I react to what someone has is saying to me, can I pause enough just to give a little bit of distance, a little bit of a gap? Because my my the reaction says more about me than it does anything Anthony or anyone else is saying. So to recognize, but before I, I react to it, what what's really going on inside me? What am I feeling? What am, what am I, that, that's causing such a, a reaction to what this person is saying? I, I think if you're just starting out, I found that was a, a great indicator for me that there's a lesson to be learned because I I, I want to just like fire away at this person, which is force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lesson there. Yes. So well said. Yeah, you just, you just, it, it sucks to say it this way, but you feel it. You feel it in some yeah. message, right? A conviction, yep. um, a commitment. And I, I find that even the idea, when, when you're just introduced to this idea of power versus force, it does create a question like, where am I? And I will tell you that if you're asking the question, where am I on this spectrum, you're probably in force. Because power, like by by almost by default, doesn't need 
the question. Power is I'm I'm secure in yeah. who I am. I'm secure in what I'm pursuing. I, I would also say it, it's also not always binary. There are moments I'm going to slip back in force. It, For sure, it's part of our humanity. It, it becomes another uh, great point, point of learning. Um, they're not binary. It's where do you spend at least most of your time? Yeah, and, and where and where are you making choices from? Yeah, beautifully said. Definitely not not binary. Uh, we're big believers in in not thinking too binary anyway. And I, I love the idea that you know, as a human being, you're going to hit a forceful period, or you're going to make a forceful yeah. action, or or what have you. Yeah, I, I, you, you and I probably have seen that in one another. Like, yeah, it just we're human. You're going to you're going to slip. You're going to do things wrong. You're going to make choices. It's a matter. Of, can you get back into it? Can't get back into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think from a practical perspective too, a great place to look at this if you're an entrepreneur is to look at the things that you say to your team. So there's there's a big difference between a statement of force that would be something like, uh, we need to get this done by the end of the month. Or uh, I'd like you to have this complete by Friday. Very, very forceful. It almost encourages them to be forceful at the same time, right? That communication, mm -hmm. like, Get here, move. Right, it, Fork, it, invokes, it. Oh, it invokes a reaction. That's right. Versus something out of power, like, what's, how can I support you? Right? Or this is really important. And I want to make sure that it's done well. It's important that it's done at a really high standard, which does not evoke a response. But it it summons the best out of someone, even even something to the tune of like, hey, we want to make sure that you have the tools to be really successful. We have deadlines for sure. What do you need to be able to perform at a high level? How can we get out of your way so that you can do this as best you are capable? Like there's just such a different language to it. Yeah. With force being yeah. this top down and power yeah. being this bottom up. Yeah. Anytime it's top down, there's going to be a reaction. Just, oh boy. Again, because we don't like to be told what to do. None of us. I don't yeah. care who you are. I like in that that moment of power, yeah. Be aware of the language. Like use more we language. Like because you you're part of the team as well. And you're part of this. Once it's you, 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 you're you'll lose people quickly. Man, I there there's so much truth in that. I had a boss one time. It was like my first job out of college. Definitely mixed up the use of we and I and, and you, right? It was just, it was never the correct application. It was like, right. well, the team got a win and it, it would be like, yeah, I had a great month. Like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, right. or, or it would be like, you know, a, a task very clearly for me. Like, hey, we need to finish that job in this, like, wait a minute, is very clearly a me job like it's okay to be like hey can you finish that like just it was just uh, very off-putting i I've, I've said this over and over again I, all my years as a leader in one fashion or another i could not have done it without the people around me i couldn't a great indicator of understanding power right 
if if we're going to take a stand for something big, if we're going to lead a big company, if we're going to lead, and, and big doesn't mean you have 3,000 employees. Big could mean big radius, big movement, big impact, like who knows? Then you have to recognize that it's it's going to come as a result of everyone in the boat, not just you know your self-centered ego. Yeah. It's just it's bigger than you. Especially especially when you if you do this from a place of power, you're gonna have people that are like, How do I help? How do I make this bigger? How do I lend it? Correct. How do I be a part of this? Like it can't Again, there's that a, there's that attracting piece. You get you're attracted to it. That's right. Rather than rep, repel against the force person. Yeah. Yeah. And here's a good way to know if in your leadership style you're in force. How many people have quit? How many people have been like, oh, I found a better opportunity? Because if you're truly in power, and, and this goes back to company culture, which we do a lot of work with with companies, people won't leave. If anything, they will come to you and say like, hey, I think that I want more. Or I think I'm ready for a change. Or yeah. I'd like to to add more to the table and I think I'm capable of more. Or how do I earn more? Or how, how can I grow into a new role? Like It's a totally different conversation because of that power that you're radiating. Yeah, and, and if it's one of your, what you would consider one of your best employees, when they, they tell you that they found a better offer, you're probably not going to ask them what that means. But you can almost guarantee that that's not what it means. Yeah, they want oh, they want absolutely. to. Help. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just that's the clean way of leaving. That's right. Yeah, like oh, it's more money. Yeah, whatever it is. Like I, I think in the course of my career, what has been something I'm proudest of is is the way that I've retained team members, and I don't I, don't, I hate the word employee because that that indicates a a different power dynamic, right? I get that there's a business structure to that 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 may or may not be true, but from a people perspective, I find that that is a real like a really meaningful metric that people that came into the mission stayed in the mission and that we were able to support them as long as possible in various different ways. Mm-hmm. And as they exit, if they exit, what they're doing is they're taking their next step, not they're frustrated. That's a very different yes. thing. Right, like yeah. we we didn't have the capacity to bring somebody on full time as an intern. We wanted them to get to their next step, so we were a training ground, and we knew that. And to, to come from a place of force, it's like, well, you know, it's, you you do your internship, and they're like, oh, is that all we are? We're just an internship. Go then, go go. Versus, hey, this has been really helpful. How can we make the internship process better for the next person? How can we help you train for your next spot? Tell me your big dream. Let's help you learn some of those skills. And find you along the way, and it's just a different way to operate uh, from a from a lens of running your business. I, I really think it's a big difference in the ecosystem of jobs right now, too. Um, Anthony has a, a relatively big team, and he's sort of alluded to it there on the the call as well. And and it, it it's so simple <laughs> that people just want to be treated like people. And that you care about them and that you appreciate them, it doesn't take a whole lot. Yeah. It doesn't. Which, if you're a forceful person, because you're used to pushing, you will make it feel like a lot or you will make, like, believe it takes a lot. 
Yeah, because you're going to push them right out the door. <laughs> yeah, and it really isn't like I think a, a powerful person recognizes it's like a hand on the shoulder when they're having a hard day. You know, yeah. it's as simple as that. Yeah. And, and just to kind of give a caveat, uh, that doesn't mean some people certainly like. Sometimes you have to get rid of them, get uh, fire people, yeah, um, because they're just. Because they're the forceful ones and they don't fit in that culture. Yeah, wrong seat, wrong bus, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's tie this thread back as we kind of wrap this. I I think coming off of a a VIP retreat that we just had last weekend, so only three people, we're now going into a retreat with 12 people. It's our January uh, Future Self Retreat. It puts us in the middle of an, an interesting circumstance. So we, we just did a three and a half day and we're going into a three and a half day. So it, it kind of compresses the week. And I have felt like an old version of me during this couple of days would be so forceful. Like I'm off grade, I'm off grade. Like all these <laughs> things are happening. Oh, yeah. Like there's a, I have to rush. I have to push. And, and, and could I say this isn't like years ago, Aaron? This is like a couple That's months right. ago, Aaron. That's right. <laughs> And now I feel much stiller in, okay, there, there's a lot going on, but we've got a team in place. We've got, we've got structure in place. We've got systems. And the best way to show to these experiences is in power, not in force. And looking back at even having just three people at an event versus having 12, Really, those those three people recognize power versus force, right? I think that was a major takeaway from that retreat that that at a certain level, what you're tweaking are like little tiny dials. Like you're no longer in the like, I got to hustle, hustle, hustle. You're like dialing these small things in, whether it's your daily performance, could be your mental uh, capacity, could be the team and like the systems that you build. But But you're not like starting at zero where every day you wake up and it's like a hunt to survive. You're in like, how can I tweak what's in place for optimization? And to to optimize is a very different thing than it means to to create. Um, Yeah, I I, I, I just, I think about that a lot today. And I, I, and kind of piggybacking on yours there, what I think, this this is the first time we're doing back-to-back events like this, this type of event. I've also found myself easier to, I'm not, like fully in that mode, but I'm still somewhat in that mode because I know I have to be back in that mode. And it would be very easy, as you said, to like, I got to go, 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 because I have another event to do on Thursday. But I found myself, mm, do I really want to quickly go back into that? I, I can, I can yes. stay in this space so that I can show yes. up even better for the next one. It's, it's subtle. It's not worth dismissing though that it's a good time to audit how you're showing up it's a good time to pay attention to your use of force versus your use of power and you can go back and listen to anthony's episode if you haven't already this conversation largely is is has been about you know how do you start to identify force versus power i think there's some good tools in here for for how you kind of know and then secondly it's a great opportunity to say, okay, if I if I have not experienced what power looks like, where can I go for that? You are welcome 
to come to one of our retreats, we will show you what this looks like. It's a, it's a part of what we attempt to bring, and I would say successfully do, to the overall experience. We've got another retreat uh, that's going to open up. You can check the website for the dates and times. But that's not the only place you can look. And I don't want you to think that that's the only place you should look. There are so many opportunities to start to look around and say, is a person around me coming, on, coming at me from a place of force or power? Are they inviting me? Are they attracting me to something? Or are they selling me and forcing me and pushing me to do something? And I can, I can bet that each of you listening, you in particular listening, have an experience that was so positive, whether it was buying a car or going to the grocery store or signing up for a software plan or finding a magazine that you love where you felt forced, someone knocked on your door, someone approached you in the mall, Someone came up to you in the store and you felt forced. Or someone came over and said, hey, how can I help you? Here's what I believe. Here's what product I like the most and here's why. Here's something that, that I really struggled with and here's how I solved it. And that program might work well for you. There is such a difference that if you start paying attention and sometimes just the awareness that there are a, this spectrum of force and power, you can begin to start making change. And that alone is the beginning of you getting out of your own way from being the forceful entrepreneur to being the powerful leader. Yeah, and the, the, what I had just said was um, the, the, the force will eventually make you feel like you're cornered or trapped is a good indicator. If you feel cornered, trapped, stuck, you're probably using force as your means. Um, and, and so there needs to be some kind of, some kind of tweak in that, in that arena. Mm. It's time and, to and using using Anthony's language, it, it's a step one is plant your flag. I think he used that language himself. Plant your flag somewhere, wherever that is. And planting the flag also indicates I have to stop in order to do that. Like stop, slow down. Um, you'll eventually begin to see the, the hurricane whipping around you. That's right. You'll get the clarity. That's right. Well, we appreciate you being here for the conversation on, on power versus force. If you're liking the show, do us a favor, hit follow, hit subscribe wherever you are. Go down. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, leave us five stars. That would mean the world to us if you're getting value out of these conversations, out of these interviews, and out of our dialogues. we got a lot more coming your way. We uh, really appreciate your, your time, your energy. I know you can be anywhere focused on anything, but to be here focused and sharing with us is really special. And we will bring you more and more of these conversations as the year unfolds. Thank you so much for being here. And do not forget to get out of your own way. We'll see you on the next one.